Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue Shot Written by Matt Butcher Narrated by Josh Curran Well, shit was all that Harrison could seem to say as the thick, coppery smell hit him. Raising a handkerchief to cover his nose, he stepped over a severed leg and pressed on into the bedroom. In his forty long and arduous years on homicide, This was by far the worst he'd ever witnessed. The victim, female, mid-twenties, had apparently exploded. Her head, now resting on her bedside table, was caught in an endless scream, and her glassy eyes seemed to stare straight through Harrison, sending a shiver shooting down his spine. Bits and pieces of her littered the room, a finger here, a loose vertebrae there, but largely she had been reduced to viscera and gore. What in the hell happened here? Harrison asked through his handkerchief. Unsure, sir. We were hoping you'd have some idea. A young policeman, who was clearly struggling with the smell, replied before promptly leaving the room. Up until a couple of years ago, Harrison's job had been a lot simpler. People used to find themselves on the wrong end of a knife, or with a few bullets littering their torso. Now, since a large meteorite had flattened a small town in Texas, 
Anyone who had inhaled any of the radioactive dust spewed out in the impact was changed in some way. Most, unfortunately, developed fatal lung cancer. But some, a lucky 5%, developed incredible and unexplainable powers. Most had taken it upon themselves to police the world and use their gift for good. Others, however, had more nefarious motives. Whether it was world domination or joyriding jumbo jets, it always spelt death and disaster. Harrison sighed. This was beyond regular human capabilities. They potentially had another rogue super on the loose. Call one of them in, he ordered reluctantly. He hated working with supers. They were arrogant and unqualified in his field, or any field, save for the fact that they could lift a train or some other nonsense. We've got the grey mist on our way, a voice from the other hallway called. The grey mist, whose powers included minor weather manipulation and evaporating into literal mist, wasn't as bad as some of the others that Harrison had had the displeasure of working with. At least it wasn't the Annihilator. That guy was a prick, like a jock on super steroids. Following the mess around the room, Harrison soon deduced that the fleshy explosion had happened in the centre of the room, perhaps a foot or so above the bed. Had this been a manifestation of powers gone wrong? Had something perhaps not quite gone according to plan? She was older than usual for manifestation, but she wasn't too old. Similar things had been reported before, just on a far lesser scale. Toenails shooting off or bones dissolving. It did tend to occur during REM sleep though, which seemed in keeping with this potential hypothesis. The stench had begun to creep through the fabric of Harrison's handkerchief, so he retreated to the hallway, where he found the policeman from before vomiting noisily into the bucket. First dead body? Harrison asked. The young man shook his head between heaves. First Fuba dead body? The man nodded. Harrison sympathized. Had he not been hardened by years in his position, he'd likely be throwing up into a neighboring bucket. Have we got an ETA on the CSI squad? He called to another officer standing watch down the hallway. No, sir. They should have been here ten minutes ago. The officer replied uneasily. Ask them what's holding them up. I have, sir. They're radio silent. Harrison didn't like this news one bit. Something was amiss. Keep trying to contact them. If you can't get through, call it in. Yes, sir. The first supers that revealed themselves had all seemed of noble intention. Regular Joes and Janes with unwanted extraordinary gifts that they felt obligated to do well with. But soon, the hype and fame they received brought the rest out in droves. They were the new rock stars. Even the ones whose powers only extended to seeing colours in the dark or talking to squirrels. While there were those that still fought the good fight, others became self-entitled. Some went far enough to develop god complexes, 
or create grandiose backstories about coming from distant worlds to save mankind from itself. This self-entitlement was what led to the first rogue supers. They weren't necessarily villains in the traditional hold the world to ransom with a giant death ray sense, but their utter moral disconnection and sociopathic disregard for the human race grew to become a deadly problem. Like rock stars throwing TVs from hotel windows, these rogues would throw buildings at populated areas, just for entertainment. Most supers seemed reluctant to fight each other, perhaps not fully understanding the extent of each other's powers yet, so it left the non-powered, like Harrison, to pick up the pieces of everything they shattered. Finally feeling he was ready to brave the grotesque smell again, Harrison re-entered the bedroom, only to walk face first into an immovable object that smelt of a gym locker room masked with cheap cologne. Retreating a couple of steps, a large letter A materialized, stretched right over an inhumanly muscular chest. It was the Annihilator. He had picked up the young woman's decapitated head and was staring into its eyes in a way that had Harrison half expecting him to break out into Hamlet. Never easy, is it, seeing him like this? The Annihilator sighed in his baritone voice. No. Harrison agreed, pretending he hadn't noticed the Annihilator refer to humans as them. We were expecting Grey Mist. She's been held up. Thought I could help out instead, he grunted. Harrison wondered what exactly she'd been held up by that superseded a potential murder. But Super's priorities weren't the same as they used to be when they were only human. It could be that she'd just wanted to nip to the shops, or catch the end of her favorite program. So, any idea what happened here? Looks like she exploded, Harrison said in an effort to get things on topic. Tossing the severed head carelessly aside, the Annihilator stepped towards the bed. There was something in his eyes that Harrison thought he picked up briefly. A storm front of emotion. It swirled behind his face and threatened to erupt in crashes of thunderous lightning. They aren't trained for this, he reminded himself. It's all just a game to them. Looks like she... she... The Annihilator stammered. Was the blood too much for him? Manifested in the night. Something went wrong... Horribly wrong, obviously, and... and... He bent over and vomited powerfully. The force of the chunks snapped the floorboards they collided with. You've not seen anyone messed up quite this bad before? Harrison asked, though maintained his distance. The Annihilator, still bent over, began to hyperventilate. Each breath blew around the room like a gust of wind. Vanessa manifested in the night and... Vanessa? Harrison picked up. It was a name he shouldn't have known. Perhaps he had super hearing? I... I... He sobbed deeply. I didn't mean to. You have to believe me. Do what? Harrison asked. They immediately wished that he hadn't. I've just... I've just never been with a woman since... Since that rock gave us all powers. He turned to face Harrison with reddened, tear-filled eyes. It's not just my muscles that are super strong. Every force I exert is powerful. 
everything that comes out of me. Harrison was unsure whether to laugh or cry. In other circumstances, perhaps the former. But in actuality, it truly was a saddening occurrence. This had been an accidental crime of passion. Perhaps a smarter man would have seen it, but powers or no powers, the Annihilator had never been a genius. Look, we'll get this cleared up. The boys will go easy on you. Harrison spoke softly, finally edging his way towards the Annihilator to put a comforting hand on his stone-like shoulder. It was an accident. Everyone will understand. No! The Annihilator yelled. He batted Harrison's arm back with enough force to send it snapping back at an unnatural right angle. No one must know. Before Harrison could react to the searing pain in his arm, the Annihilator swung an elbow into Harrison's chest, compacting his ribcage inwards and crushing the delicate organs within as he hurtled backwards into a self-formed hole in the plasterboard wall. Mercifully, his neck had snapped upon collision, and he couldn't feel the blood filling his lungs through the holes his snapped ribs had punctured. Help! He tried to shout, though all he managed to release was a wheeze like a deflating tyre. The Annihilator still seemed to understand, though. There's no help coming. I had to kill them all. Even that green mist bitch. I can't have this getting out. I'd never hear the end of it. He disappeared from view, only to return a moment later with a large metal barrel over each shoulder marked highly flammable, the contents of which he proceeded to soak the room with. The Annihilator was too distracted to notice the grey wisps of mist-like smoke creep through the doorway and up behind him. Harrison initially thought that he had already set fire to the hallway, but was soon to be corrected. It was grey mist in her evaporated form. Once Grey Mist had collected behind the Annihilator, she poured over his shoulder and surged down his airways. At first his expression was one of confusion, but this was soon replaced with panic. He began to claw frantically at his chest, ripping at the large A, and soon began to rake through his flesh with his bulletproof fingernails. Just as his nails grazed bone, he collapsed to his knees, with his eyes rolled skyward in their sockets. Head slumping back, grey mist poured out from his mouth and soon took the form of a slender woman dressed all in shades of grey. Yuck, I sincerely hope I never have to do that again, she chuckled. I've still got no idea what that idiot thought he could punch someone who turned into mist to death. Seeing Harrison lodged in the wall, she viewed him with motherly concern. My, my, you are in a mess, aren't you? Harrison wheezed in response. <laughs> anyway, my job here is done, she beamed. Harrison wheezed again. <coughs> You're welcome, citizen. Farewell. She dissolved into mist and floated back out the way she came in. Wait, Harrison tried to scream. The blood filling his lungs just bubbled. Don't let me die like this. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Rogue Shot was written by Matthew Butcher, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Carl Hughes, with music by Mayu and Tom Robson. 
So we're handing over the keys to you guys. This month's theme of superheroes was handpicked by you, the listeners, and now we're asking you to pick next month's theme. Space or monsters? You decide. And you can do that by heading over to www.hawkandcleaver.com and casting your vote now. We're also gearing up to release our next print edition, which collects volumes 7 to 9, and we're giving away 5 free copies. So to be in with a chance to win, again, head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com and follow the instructions. Until next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.